Uh, you're a liar. Kidding. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerds of Oz. What a great way to start an episode with Josh saying, you're a liar to me. <laughs> it's true, you are. Um, it, it is true, I am a liar. Um, but I'm not going to be lying today. Uh, my name is Justin McNamara. We're here at the Fortress of Nerditude, and you're listening to the Nerds of Oz. I'm joined by Shane. How's everyone going? I got him right in the mouth full of a Paulinier Munkner... At 10.15 t- in the morning. It's beer. You alcoholic, <laughs> you. He's already drunk all the gin, so he's into the beer. And we're here with Josh too. Hello. Are you Pokemon going there? No, I'm shopping. You told Ooh. me to pre-order things. So you're buying Pokemon. You look, you're a good salesman. <laughs> you're doing very well. And so the new set that's coming out, yeah? Yeah. What's it called again? Shining. They combined two names, making it very original. Shining Fates. Oh, my Lord. It's going to be very expensive, and I'm going to try and buy it for retail price. It'll be very expansive. Oh, it will, it will. It will, it will, it will. And no doubt it will pre-sell out everywhere. It'll be like Vivid Voltages now where everybody's just By the time you hear this, it's sold out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Too slow, Joe. (laughs) And you'll be hearing it in an hour. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Do you have to pay straight away? You leave a deposit. Ah, throw a deposit down, I think. Yeah, nice. Yeah, just in deposit. Very nice. Deposit, yeah. Very so nice. what we're going to do today is, as we discussed last episode, everybody's been locked down. We've been stuck at home. We can't go to the movies. We can't go and see our friends. We can't see our mum and dads. We don't have any friends. We see you. But we could see Sydney. You're our dad. But thank God we have the Idiot Lantern. Oh! Everybody loves their Idiot Lantern. I'll tell you an interesting story about my beautiful television that I have over there. Last year, um, my nephew wanted to have a go of my brand new Oculus Quest. Mm. And he was playing Beat Saber without tying the straps to his wrist. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong is he could throw one of those things right into the middle of the screen. And... How did that turn out? Um, from what I, from what the technician explained to me when I spoke to him on the phone, he he did he used a French word called "fucked it up." <laughs> ah. um, like he he well fucked it. And um, so what we did was is that was the TV that we had was about two years old. And we discovered that for the same price as that TV, we could get the same TV but the bigger one because the price of the TV had gone down over the years. Bigger so is better. Bigger is better. Um, All I heard was Beat Saber. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good game. Hitting things with the lightsaber. Yeah, basically. Oh, I like Pistol Whip better. Pistol Whip's shooting things with a gun. John That's also Wick, fun. John Wick style. Um, but what we're going to do today no, is because pi- we've... Pistol whipping is when you get the back of the gun and you hit people in the nose. So what it. you do is the way that you can rebuild your life in Pistol Whip, you're shooting people and you've got to shoot them to the rhythm of the game. But if somebody gets close enough... Oh, it's actually can, a game called Pistol Whip. Yeah, oh, okay. You can actually pistol whip them with the gun and that reinstalls oh, your life. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. As a John Wick move. I, um, <laughs> we've got an, I was playing it outside because um, it's wireless and <laughs> I went to pistol whip a guy and didn't realize that I'd ended up close to my air conditioning unit and almost, oh, I nearly cracked almost it almost broke my hand <laughs> <laughs> worth it anyway because we have been trapped we've watched a lot of tv and not many movies um so we're just going to talk about some of the cool ass movies uh t- sorry tv series that we've seen on streaming services this year um because uh streaming is the way to go I like streaming you like streaming you like streaming? Yeah, and I, I still like buying physical as well. Yeah. But yeah, streaming. What's everyone's favorite streaming service? Oh, 
I don't have any favorites because I like leaving myself open to potential sponsors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoever's listening. Yeah. I know, but we I love th- you all. I'm going to say Amazon because Amazon's got some right, dank right. money. I have to say that Amazon's probably got a lot of my time this year, but mainly because I'd never watched The Office before. There you go. Well, that's the awesome. British or the English? The English. I'd only oh. I'd only watched the British and love the British one. The American one. And then I started on the American one and I watched the first two episodes and it's like, this is just the British one with shit. And then I fell in love with Pam Beasley. Oh, that's who these cats named after. I, I, just, want, I just want to touch her face. She's very lovely. She's lovely. Um, and, and I've been listening to her podcast um, that she does with Angela. Oh, cool. Um, oh, shit. Office Ladies. Angela Kinsbury, mm-hmm. I think yeah. her name is. Uh, yeah, and so, so they actually will like pick an episode or whatever and go back and like, this is the hairdresser who worked on that episode who did our crazy hair. Let's talk to her. And it's, it's oh, really okay. clever. Yeah. It's a bit, bit of a throwback. Sort of series, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. It's um, all the episodes, and, and and they're both so. Funny. Is Kevin in it? He has been in a couple oh, of cool. episodes. Stanley, everybody's oh, basically fuck. been in it. Yeah, it's um, a very clever show. How about the security guard that nobody knows? Oh, I don't know. Hank, no one knows him. Sorry, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, no one knows him. Um, yeah. So, so you reckon Amazon? Yeah, that, <sighs> I just I, I don't put Netflix at the top. Yeah, I, I think I think they're very hit and miss. So Amazon, like, like I said, Amazon I've watched a lot of. I think I've got the most entertainment out of Netflix and I like a lot of the documentaries on Netflix. Um, I just finished watching uh, a six-part documentary about the royal family. I have no interest in the royal family. I've watched maybe half a season of The Crown. I have zero interest in the royal family. And this thing stapled my balls to the lounge and I, I binge-watched <laughs> six episodes. It was basically six 40-minute documentaries about the royal family. Completely... Stunned. Well, by everyone's it. losing their mind on the crown now because they just showed the Di- Princess Diana yeah. episode. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Austra- the Australian government or the Australian Labor Party is not too happy with it because um, they showed um a character playing Bob Hawke who who said something quite did he neck a beer? Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> something yeah, quite defa- defa- defamatory about the Queen, which Bob Hawke didn't actually say, but oh, to, they to make it a little bit juicier. Spicy. Yeah. yeah, um, that's a TV show for that's you. That's a TV show Jesus. for you. It's entertainment. Fucking hell, yeah, um, I know, right? Come on. If, if I'm to say what streaming service have I watched the most of, it's probably YouTube. Is YouTube a streaming Damn. service? Yeah. yeah. I watch so much fucking YouTube. Like, I listen to music on YouTube now. Um, I, I, I did not factor in YouTube in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I haven't with my choices for what, what shows I like, but um, the, uh, the podcast, the board game podcast I like called Shut Up and Sit Down, they have a video version of their game reviews because games are a difficult thing to review audibly because you want to see the pieces. It's a, like board games are a tactile thing. Um, so I watch a lot of those and these guys, and they'd probably hate to hear me describe it like this, is that they um, they're, they're very much do their reviews in the style of Top Gear. You know how the reason, that, like people that weren't interested. I've never seen it. So so the Top Gear is a TV show. You've watched Top Gear, Josh? Yes. Yeah. So, so they have a very, it's a, a, a funny and a laconic style of reviewing vehicles. I have zero interest in cars. Zero. I don't own a car. I can drive, and I drive because I need to occasionally. Can verify. Justin does walk. Yep, I've seen him walk. walk everywhere. And, and, mm-hmm. supr- and considering how much I walk, and I'm still a fat bastard, probably has something to do with the two bacon and egg rolls I had for breakfast this morning. Um, but you're gonna walk them off. Yeah, and and maybe this as well—the sugar-filled Coca-Cola <laughs> I'm about to consume, because I'm not a breakfast beer boy like Shane is. Um, but yeah, uh, the shut up and sit down podcast that's on that they the reviews that they do of board games on youtube are funny and a great waste of time and they're, they're one of those things they, they talk about the the youtube funnel like i'm totally a victim of that i'll like oh 
shut up and sit down, have a new video review out, and four hours later I'm watching reviews that I've watched a hundred times before just because they're funny. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. I've got an honorable mention when we come up to it then, if we're throwing that in. Cool. Okay, so we might start with you, Josh, with um, the streaming service ones. Ooh, reverse gonna, order. Yeah, yeah, just thought, let's, <coughs> let's mix it up. It's almost the end of the year. It's been a crazy COVID year. Josh, you can go first. I like being crazy. That's a, that's a cool notebook. Yeah, Justin gave it to me. Don't know where it came from. <laughs> oh, the one, yeah, your one? Came from you. Yeah, uh, not me, but. Yeah, Shane's lovely Sorry, wife. had nothing to do with Shane at all. <laughs> Thank you, Nat. <laughs> there you go. She, she deserves all the accolades. Yeah, Shane's wife gave us lovely Nerds of Oz notebooks that she made with some magical thing that she got. What is it? I don't know what it's called. Okay. <laughs> Magic every, every time I try device. to figure it out, I'm like, it's not what it is. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to start with the obvious ones and I'm going to go to more obscure. <clears throat> so anyone who knows me knows I don't really care about Star Wars. Just doesn't like I'll watch them. They're good popcorn movies for me. But yeah, no problem. Uh, the best analogy I give is if George Lucas walked into do and saw me or saw me in my store or a bunch of people and was like, I've got a lightsaber for someone in the store. I'd be like, ah, I'd give it to someone who would appreciate it. Um, can I guess what it is? No. Okay. No, you can. Go for it. No. Can I, I guess? No. I don't think you'll get it. What do you think it is? Is it not Mandalorian? It's not Mandalorian. It is the Mandalorian. Ah, uh, there it is. <laughs> um, it's, it's not not the Mandalorian. It's not not the Mandalorian. It's the Mandarin. I would have done the same thing, Josh. If somebody, if he came up to me and told me he'd give me a lightsaber, I'd be like, honestly, I'll give it to Justin. because he'll fucking. But we've it. got a Batman suit for someone. You'd be pushing small children out of the way. I feel like a lot of people would be like, Shane would want that. I, I, I think if George Lucas came into my store and said something like that, I'd cry. Yeah. I just cry. Oh, for okay, minutes. I'll let you have it. And if <laughs> um, the guy that made Pokemon said, here's a Charizard card, I'm like, oh, I'd fucking burn I it. will rip no, it up. I'd fucking, I'd fucking burn that shit. Yeah? Oh, I'd sell it straight away. I'd yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that. Uh, no, The Mandalorian, I don't know. Something about it just grabbed me. And I don't know if it's now that kind of Guardians grabbed me and took me more to the outer space sort of genre, the, I guess, space western it's a space genre. western um but that first episode it's what i consider uh how bond succeed in their movies that first episode grabbed me really good uh there's i don't want to ruin any of it for you but there's a really cool scene with like a gun battle with a bunch of this main character and a bunch of droids and other fighters and stuff and it just grabbed me something fierce to the point where like all right i'm sick i'm binging this whole thing at that point and now i've got to episodically wait each week um, for the new episode of season two, which is giving me the shit. <laughs> but I'm okay because I kind of... I want it all now! Uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, what is it, Veruca Salt from Willy Wonka going, yeah, I yeah. want the golden goose, daddy. Um, I want <laughs> it so, now. It's all right, darling, we've got you one Susan day's over. And I keep, <laughs> but I want it now! Yeah, I keep pressing refresh and Disney Plus don't give me shit. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, and I'm kind of putting it at the back of my head so then when it does come time that it refreshes throughout the week, I'm like, oh, I've got a little thing to watch. 5 p.m. tonight. Five PM. There you go. I heard there was a pretty. I've got big, to finish tonight. I heard there was a pretty big spoiler somewhere in the last couple episodes of some sort of reveal. And we're turning your mic off. Goodbye. <laughs> no, um, I, there's 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 a lot going on, but like we don't know if they're spoilers because we don't know what they're spoiling. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the, if they're spoiling anything. Yeah, but I don't know. Didn't she say the word Yoda in? Oh fucking Yoda. Um, no, yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know uh, much about the Star Wars canon and stuff like that, apart from the main movies. I haven't read the books. I haven't read any more of that, but I'm really enjoying this just for a nice, fresh take that's kind of separated from uh, the main series. And I like that it's distanced itself away from that. Yeah. 
Um, that's why I'm enjoying it. And I like that it's got some sort of mystery factor behind we know that uh, Pedro Pascal is playing the Mandalorian, but we haven't seen his face. The whole draw to the Mandalorians is you don't see their face. Um, so very keen on that. We saw his face once. Did we? I wasn't looking at Master Blink. Um, he, he took his helmet off yeah, in, the front first of, episode. in front of a droid. No, the, the last episode of the oh. first season. But we didn't see it, did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. I must have blinked in that moment. Because I remember going, fuck, he's ugly. Oh, <laughs> shit. There you go. Briefly. Like, so briefly. Oh, there you go. Must have been a blink where you missed a yeah, moment. So he was with um, IG-11 or one of the other droids. I can't remember what droid yeah, was. Okay. Off the top of yeah, okay. Wookiee, whole thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wookiee something. Yeah. So, yeah, they're like mid-season two now. I know they've already greenlit a season three and they've already described it. They're laying the groundwork now for like a season three to four. So, yeah. very yeah. keen for that. We're, we're, we're going to have this for a long time, The Mandalorian. It's got to make its money. Money. Yeah, Ooh. there you go. Yeah. That's, that's one of my picks. That's on uh, Disney+. Plus. We're going to circle back to that because that's one of my picks. So we'll, Ooh, we'll come back and I talk a little it. bit more I about knew that. It. Shane, what oh do you got for number three? It's really awkward because that's not one of my picks. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's uh, not a Mandalorian podcast. Yeah. Um, I went with a documentary. Oh, okay. So on Stan, yep. I'm a very big true crime fan. Stan. Yeah, I know, right? I'm going, Slumming going Stan, it Stan. Stan Australia, boy. <laughs> I'm a very big true crime fan. You know, you got like Making a Murderer. I got uh, Charlie Gabriel Hernandez, the Staircase Killings and all that stuff. Netflix has a great range of like all that stuff, but Stan actually had a really, really interesting one. Um, I'm very interested in cults. I'm very interested in how people can be so easily brain brainwashed, how they can be easily led, misled, told to do anything, and they will do anything. Um, this one is called Seduced. So it's a four-part miniseries, and it's about the um, Nexium cult. So I've, I've said this a few times on the podcast that it actually had Alison Mack from Smallville, Oh, as one okay. as one of the key leaders, so it's the, your basic self help. We're going to help you reinvigorate your life. Just come to these like this three part seminar, which costs like twenty grand. But what they do is they suck this poor girl in named India Oxenberg, whose mother is um, Christine Oxenberg, who was from Dynasty in the eighties. Catherine Oxenberg. Catherine, sorry, and she's um, a part of the royal family as well. Yeah. She's, yeah. So it's her daughter, and they want to do this together to become more connected. And it turns out that this leader, Keith Raniere, is like a full-on sex pest and who is basically like just, oh, it's so cringy about how he is manipulating all these different levels of people to do his bidding. Like he will tell Chloe to go recruit five girls and he's going to sit in a hotel room and he wants her to whip these girls in front of him on a camera. And they, he, made the, he made all these girls get branded above their... I'm just taking a note. What's the name of this called? <laughs> it's, it's called it's called it's called Nexium, but it's just the heartbreaking story of a girl who was just like misled into this like false idea of becoming a new person, where she just basically got used as a sex worker for this guy. Is this told from her? Point it's of told view? from her point of view, and a lot of members of the cult, uh, ex cult as well. A lot of the names have been changed. You got a Karen, you got an Ashley. His probably names are probably Karen and Ashley anyway. Fucking Karen. Yeah. Knew it. I knew there'd be a Karen. But there. just the way that a lot of like, so there was another one on HBO Max called The Vow, which really made it a bit lower <laughs> in the terms of how horrifying it was. But mm. this one didn't pull any punches. Like you saw like a lot of the girls like physically crying. You see all of their scars on their bodies. Shit. They were, they were made to starve themselves. They were like, they were bullied. They were verbally beaten down. They were sunk of all their money and all that stuff. And a few people committed suicide as well. So, it wasn't as bad as the Jonestown massacre, yeah. but it was on that on, on that cusp as well. Isn't it funny how a lot of the a lot of big business these days they actually uh, a friend of mine left a particularly large company that 
we have a lot of tech of theirs in this house at the moment. And he was, as a kid, was indoctrinated into a cult by his parents. He, like, sort of grew up in a cult. And when he was 16, he started questioning it, and they kicked him out when he was 16. Like, no money, just if you're not going to do this, you're on your own. Yeah. And he went and joined this particular company and lasted about three years there because he realised that this particular company uses all of the same methods that cults use. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to say there isn't a lot of, like, sort of naivety, like, uh, like, na- like naivety with, with the with the girl. Yeah. Um, you know, like, because how, like, all this stuff that's happening to her, how is she still going back to there? But I guess that's where the brainwashing comes from because yeah. they had renowned therapists and PhD people sort of, like, talking to them every single day, trying to keep them invested <sighs> in this cult. It's disgusting it's four parts it's about 55 minutes to an hour each it's pretty horrifying what what like what these people go through and the guy keith ranieri actually got i think 120 so he fled the country when this whole things came to light I bet he did. and he copped 120 years prison oh they got him yeah they got him nice so um allison mack i think got house arrest which i thought was pretty light considering what yeah. she was doing but you know i mean that sometimes those people are manipulated into it as well because they're yeah. They're, they're dumb. Yeah, but it was just weird. Like, they like he would kiss every single person on the lips, no matter what, like, gender. Like, it was, like, no matter how old they were, like, without even knowing. Like, they would just line up, and they would just, like, pay, like, tribute to him every single day. And he would just, they would just kiss for, like, an amount of time. And this next person, same thing. Next person, same thing. It was that would not be a cult for me. And, and I don't mean because I'm adverse to kissing a guy. It's more that I... I'm adverse to physical touch at all. <laughs> so, I don't even like to go. Like my legs are constantly sore because of standing up at work all the time, and I never go. My wife's always like, "Go and have a massage." It's like, no. Sounds like a Friday night to me. Yeah, I'm, no one is touching yeah. me. I'm not paying somebody to touch me. Yeah, I give it a solid. I give it a solid four out of five. Bye, Josh. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was me. Cool. So my number three, I, I've cheated. I've cheated a little bit. So the streaming service is not one available in Australia, but I bought the series on Blu-ray. Um, oh yeah so the the tv series was um on the dc streaming service part of the warner brothers streaming service i could have cheated as well um no cheating uh, he cheated it's kind of cheating um and this show is star girl i was gonna say star girl um now nice we've had some really good tv shows with superheroes in them you know arrow luke cage daredevil punisher the boys they're all great i'm sick i'm waiting for the butt I'm sick of grim and gritty superheroes. I've fucking had it. Like even down to like Superman, the the delight of superheroes, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and the Justice League rebuilt him as dark. Like why? So like I'm just sick of the dark superhero thing. Um, what, like if you read the Man of Tomorrow and Birthright, it's so colorful and vibrant yeah. and all that stuff. Like he's about the light. Like he's you know very much a Jesus figure who's a, who's about the light and about being good. And it was I was sort of dragged into it and, and even even the marvel films as well like captain america with the machine gun not happy um but it was shazam that made me realize that i was missing like proper good 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 superheroes hey i'm a superhero what's up yeah exactly <laughs> like, uh, like it's a fun adventure to have, have a bit of fun with it um supergirl almost did it supergirl came so close to it oh my god um and Honestly, I liked the first season. It started to go down that road of, oh, you know, we're going to start touching on social issues and rah, 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 rah. Um, but but um, I, I admit the only reason I continue to watch it is because of how delightful Melissa Benoist is. Well, um, it's, it's gone after the next season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully Stargirl will replace well, that. So. Well, Lois and Clark, <clears throat> new series of that is coming out. Oh, really? With Tyler Hecklin and the girl who plays Lois, and I'm looking forward to that because oh, okay. I feel like it's going to be a lot more lighter. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll pay that. I'll, I'll watch yeah. that. Um, so this this show is based on Jeff Johns' reimagining of the character Starman, but reimagining her as a teenage girl. Um, 
it was from a comic from the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, or mid-90s. I can't even remember, but it was a comic called Stars and Stripe. And um, Jeff Johns, that must have been late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and uh, Jeff Johns created this character with Lee Moda, and it's um, he based the character on his sister, sister who, who died, died in, in the, a plane crash, yeah, the, the, the France plane crash. The TWA one, yeah, yeah. like in 1996. It was fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. So basically it's about Courtney Whitmore, who's played by Breck, I'm going to say Basinger, Bassinger, whatever. I don't know if she's related to Kim. That's a, um, that's an odd last name. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. So she discovers that her stepfather, Pat, who's played by Luke Wilson of all people, was once the sidekick for Starman, who was a member of the superhero group, the Justice Society, and they disappeared years ago, but we as the viewers know that they were actually killed. Um, interestingly, he's collected everything from the JSA, from the Justice Society, and he still has Starman's magical rod that came from space called the Star Rod. This rod has never worked for him, and for some reason with Courtney, it's activated. And so but we she, don't know why. We don't know why. Okay. Um, now, so, so this thing has attached itself to her, and she's decided that she's going to become a, a, like a hero in this small town. Um, the small town that they live in, they've moved to because Pat has actually been investigating the murders of the Justice Society and the Injustice Society, who were the people who did it. Now, um, the Injustice Society have located in a small town because they're doing a thing called Project New America. It's very clever. Whereas the Josh and I were talking earlier about how bad guy groups are always terrible because they're the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. Whereas the they've reworked the Injustice Society of America as it being about injustices that the government's putting on its people. So they're they're not like they're not just the opposite of the Justice Society. They're fighting for Americans, but against the man. Um, even though they're murderers and awful people and all the rest of it. Um, amazing series, well acted, a lot of fun, really light. Even though it sounds like it's quite heavy, it's actually very light. And that comes from the amazing young cast who are starting to slowly replace the original Justice Society. Courtney ends up with access to all of the, the DC heroes of the, of the 50s. Most of their powers came from magical items. And she, as with the Star Rod, has access to all of these That's magical sick. items and is starting to give them to her friends from school to form a new Justice so Society. So somebody could get the Flash's speed? Uh, no, it's it's not quite. The, things like um, Dr. Midnight's gun that uh, causes yep. darkness. Um, so the physical... The physical I stuff. I, um, I just the bought, Green Lantern's ring. I just bought this Blu-ray because I was doing some research and I saw that in it there's a fucking Green Lantern yeah. lantern in it. And and it's it's the Alan Scott. It's Alan Scott, yeah. So it's not yellow, it's wood. <sighs> so you could fire, you could shoot him with an arrow and kill him. <sighs> but like, um, but there's a lantern in the series, yeah. man. Um, Have okay. you finished it yet? Almost. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I, I loved the '80s Justice Society of America comics. So I am already on board. Like that, that gets me. As soon as you say Justice Society, I am in. That was one of my favourite, if not my favourite DC comic of the 80s. You should watch Doom Patrol if you want a light-hearted sort of one. Okay, I'll give yeah, that a go. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Amy Smart's in it. Oh, shit. I, from, well, from Road Trip. From Road Trip. Yeah. Um, and also Mirrors, which yeah. is one of my Keep top us, 50. Keep us yeah, yeah, one of my top 50 favourite horror films. She's in it. She plays the stepmom in it. And um, she's... It's just nice to see her in something regular and she's just, I don't know, I just find something adorable about her. Um, yeah, um, th so this was, yeah, on, on a DC streaming service in the States. I did watch it on Blu-ray, so I did sort of bend the brief a little bit. But, um, yeah, Need Stargirl. Needed to be said. S seriously, one of the best TV series I've seen in the last 10 years, let alone the last year. Well, you sold me on even though I was already sold on it. <laughs> <laughs>
Cool. Josh, let's go to your number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number twos. <clears throat> well, considering we're talking about bending the brief, uh, it would seem I've done that too. Yay. Because I thought we'll just... <laughs> Shane's I, fucked off now. I was gonna do fucking. I was gonna do Watchmen on HBO. Uh, no, can't do it. Well, why can't you do that? Because I thought that had to be on a stream. It is. HBO. It is a streaming. I know, but like we had to be like actually have the stream and watch it on the stream. Well, you can have the stream. You just gotta I don't do have it on HBO. He's got to do it a certain way. You uh, know? What we'll do is we'll do special mentions at the end. You can throw it in there. I'm gonna uh, go home. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought we're doing top stream, top three uh, streamable things, whether it was a show or a movie. So. Uh, don't bend big, that shit. No, no, no. That was that was the, we just said top three streamies, and that's what I did. So, uh, mm. you know, here I am. Cool. With Next my one. top three. Um, I picked a movie. <clears throat> I turn my page. Anyone want to take a guess? I'll give you that it's on Netflix. If it's a movie, I have no idea. Oh, you're so close. <clears throat> so close. No, um, I watched it recently. It's called Over the Moon. Heard anything about it? No, nothing. Cool. Start fresh. It's based on the idea about uh, the retelling of a classic Chinese myth. It's about an adventure uh, by a, a young girl, Fei Fei. Uh, she basically builds a rocket to the moon um, to meet the mythical goddess uh, of the moon. Is it animated? It. it is animated. And there you go. It's done by uh, Sony Pictures. Um, it has a huge cast of amazing animators that have worked on things like Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, um, some of DreamWorks pictures as well. So it's a big draw for me for an animated movie is it's got to look good, and this movie looks really good. Um, the story does involve some tropes that are in every Disney movie, every DreamWorks what, movie what sort of thing. What racing is it? Uh, in terms of PG, PG, So, so it's, it's going to have the the standard PG tropes. There's a little kid with a ping pong yeah. paddle. Hey, he is, that looks yeah. like a trope. Yeah, his name's Chin, um, and he's got a chin. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, heavily uh, Asian based in terms of the retelling of the, I guess the uh, Chinese myth, um, and has a lot of stuff involved in that. But it is very accurate and fun. Is this a throw off the Disney castle? Uh, that is the City of Light. It's on the moon. Okay. Um, but yeah, there, there, there are, there, there's some people who are comparing it being like, oh, there's a castle, therefore it's the Disney castle. Or that has a, a, a princess, therefore it's a Disney princess. I don't see it as that way. Um, it's just, you can't have... Is, is, are they pulling the piss like Shrek did? No. Um, I think they're trying to stay very accurate to their own okay. story. Um, and it just happens to be like, well, they have a building of a sort. It is a big castle, therefore... Well, what what, what is, is it set? Town. It's um, that never really establishes when it's set. It could be now, could be twenty years from now, okay. but it's very much set in now times. I would say um, this girl's very intelligent, and she wants to prove her dad wrong that love doesn't die. Um, essentially, by proving that the moon goddess is still a thing. Okay. Um, and she had true love. So hey, if she has it, then you can have it and not forget. You know everything okay. about their their family and stuff like that. That's so. very. That's such a very Asian thing. Like, there's a horror movie called Audition, and it's all about, like, it's about a son trying to insist that his father find love again. Um, it seems to be a, a common theme with, with a lot of Asian. There's, stuff a, there's a lot the, of yeah, the movies. rediscovery of love to someone who's lost it. Yeah, there's a lot of movies as well, and I'll, you get to the end of it, and you'll like get um, a <laughs> you won't cry. Um, you get, you get to the then. end and you get you get a, a very obvious, uh, not an obvious conclusion. You get a definitive conclusion. 
um, and you learn a lesson through it. I think like most of the Disney movies try and teach mm. a kid or DreamWorks movies try and teach. Like Beauty and the Beast, like Beauty and the Beast said, have sex with a dog and he'll end up being a man. And yeah. he's, more, he's more fucking handsome than the actual guy. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, now I'm disappointed. But um, yeah, you get... Could have had Daniel Radcliffe. Could have, but she didn't. But yeah, um, no, very, very beautiful, beautifully animated, uh, great voice acting, um, enjoyable story. Not something that I sat down trying to break apart and pick throughout the whole movie. Um, but yeah, very enjoyable okay. overall. Nice. Well, I'll have to have a look at that. Sounds nice. good. Shane. Um, how do you want to do this? Because my number two is your number one, I'm going to assume. Just do it. Just do it. Because my, my number two is Josh's number three. Yeah. All right, so I feel like we just go back and forth on the one, Sorry? though. All right, cool. Well, didn't have numbers. I, I love everything. Obviously, I did number two as Queen's Gambit. Ooh. So what's that? It is probably... It is probably the second best thing I've watched on Netflix this year. Like it's just one of those standard sport. I guess yeah, chess is a sport. Chess is a sport. Oh, I don't know. It's well, he's sport. Video games aren't a sport, are they? Okay, okay. Yeah, so are. so so sport, sports are games. So that ergo chess is a sport. Ergo, I'm going to sport. admit what what drew me into this was the thumbnail of the of the show was. Um, Anna Taylor Joy, Anna Joy Taylor, Anya Taylor Joy, just sitting there with the ch- with just like with her hands over her hand, just looking at you with the chess piece standing up. That was that's what drew me in, and it was just sitting on the top ten for weeks. And I'm just like, Nat, I'm gonna watch this first episode. And she was sitting there just on the phone. Then two minutes in, she was watching it with me. <laughs> it is absolutely stunning. It's a show about like just breaking all the molds, breaking societal molds because it's set in the fifties and the sixties. It's about addiction, overcoming addiction, um, the pressures of being great, um, just trying to find yourself in a world where all the lights are on you. You you come from nowhere, but you want to be someone. It's not about chess. That's just the minimal part of it. It's about just all these beautiful things in the background, but at the same time, you just want to pick up a fucking chessboard and play. Um, it, yeah, well, I don't want to talk too much about it because we'll just do a, a thing. When you get to number one, we'll yeah. talk more about it, but... I can't wait to hear Justin's take on it because we, we, we started gabbing over this together weeks ago. And yeah. like, are you, when you, when you finally finished it and I did, we we're just like, God, I just want to rewatch this yeah. over and over again. So I've, I've watched it two or three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I know that you're, I know that Carol was just like, this is the best show ever. And yeah. I was like, yes, Kaz. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to get every person onto this show and everybody who said they've watched it has loved it. So yeah. Josh. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. No, it's, no, it's one of those things. I was the same with like Interstellar. When that came out, everyone was like, it's the best sci-fi movie of the world. It's not. And it's and not. that's and that's fine, <laughs> but it really um, uh, bittered my opinion of it. And I didn't want to watch it under that pretense. So yeah. I think I'm going to give it a little bit of time. Yeah, give, give it a bit yeah, longer. To, that's fine. to then, to not going, going, I got to watch this because everyone wants me to watch it. I want to watch it in my own time and then be like, I really do enjoy that's, this. That's or actually I have quite problems, smart. So. Yeah. so yeah, so I'm going to pause it at that and yeah. then okay. we'll, yeah, we'll come it will it. come back to it. So my number two, as Josh has already said, Mandalorian. Hit us with hey, Mandarin. Hit us with your Dorian, dude. Yeah. So um, it's where they get in the car and time travel, right? It is. Yeah. yeah it's about a guy who wears a mask who gets in a in a time traveling time backpack. Traveling backpack. Yep. Uh, easily the best Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. Easily the best Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. Since Empire. Return of the Jedi was trash. No, I agree. Okay, I agree with that. Um, what was? No, I I really enjoyed Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One was amazing. I think this is better than Rogue I, One. No, I agree on that, but I did really enjoy it. Um, yeah. I think Rogue One's fantastic, and I love the fact that there was such a dour her- heroine in that too. Um, I think the problem, thank you, the problem with it was is that um, like all of the Star Wars stuff that has come out recently is it's trying desperately to tap into other things. This isn't really. 
Like every it's like its own thing. Solo, like spoiler alert for Solo. If you haven't seen Solo, stop listening, you fucking idiot. I've seen um, it once. So at the end of Solo, they very, very ham-fistedly shoehorn Darth Maul into it for zero reason other than to go, by the way, did you know that this is Star Wars? No, I didn't know it was Star Wars. It doesn't fucking say Star Wars all through the whole thing. It doesn't have fucking TIE Fighters and Stormtroopers in it, you fucking idiots. Ooh, did Oy. we just touch on a nerve, did we? Uh, it, it just, wait, wait, it, are you saying you like Solo or you don't like Solo? I do like Solo okay. until the last 10 minutes. How about when they shoehorned his name into it? Who? Like Han Solo's, because that wasn't his name to begin with. No. Did, yeah, it was, it was don't like, have a, I don't have a problem with a lot of that sort of stuff. I, I, I just think that... Um, it's like the movie can't stand on its own two feet. So yeah. they've got to be like, oh, we've got to mention something to keep the avid viewers here or to exactly. get that, those people in the seats. So. Yeah, and, and it's like, if you put Star Wars, like, like it was called Solo, a Star Wars story. Star Wars yeah. story, yeah. Guess what? That gives me a subtle hint that it's fucking Star Wars. Just leave it at that. Don't need yeah. to squeeze Darth Maul in it. Like, seriously, that would have been such a good movie. And the second at the end of it, it was like, now we have money to start a rebellion. And, oh, here's Darth Maul. Fuck off. Was he on. shown? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. he oh, yeah. talks to... Um, was it Ray Park to still? Oh, probably not. Fucking love that guy. Probably so not. So why do you like Mandalorian then? Yes. Okay, so I think... Tell me more, tell me more. Mandal- the thing that makes Star Wars such a good film... The first Star Wars mm-hmm. is that Lucas didn't tap so much into science fiction. A lot of people, when they write science fiction, they write stories that are science fiction stories. He wrote a story about a farm boy who went off to war and became a hero. Just happened to be in space. It just happens to be in yeah. space. It's a great western. It's um, got characters based on such diverse stuff as the um, Akira Kurosawa film, The Hidden Fortress. Um, it's based a little bit on E.E. E. Doc Smith's Lensman series. Um, he's it, it's it absorbs so much, and and the Mandalorian does that. The Mandalorian is a nineteen sixty eight Italian spaghetti western starring Clint Eastwood as a TV show. There is, if I describe the show to you as, oh, it's about a bounty hunter who saves a child from certain doom and from being manipulated into something that is probably not going to be good for everybody else in society, and then he's on the run, that's a Japanese story called Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, yes. And they're actually bringing that to the screen as well. Yeah. Well, it already has been made. There's six Lone Wolf and Cub films that were made in the 70s called the Baby Carriage films that were all... uh, Yeah, Baby Carriage films were all squeezed into one film in Australia called um, Samurai Assassin. That's why I liked it as well. He he gets paid. He's already done his job. Yep. He get he got paid. He could have just left, done whatever he wants, go into the next bounty. But there's obviously some there is a person in that suit, which is funny because you don't see the person, you see a suit of armor, but there is some sort of heart in there going, I can't just like he has no problem killing people. But you've obviously got a sweet spot there where he's like, mm, this morally seems like it's hit the the line for him, and he's like, I, can't I think do that. that he, I, I think that so the way that the story goes with the Mandalorian, he's actually not a Mandalorian. He was saved by a Mandalorian. He was saved by Mandalorians and raised. And yeah. I think that somewhere within him, he feels that he owes something. And just as a well, Mandalorian saved. saved him as yeah. a child who wasn't a Mandalorian, he is now saving a child who isn't a Mandalorian. So it's he's like himself in this case. And there's just clever stuff all the way through it, like. Um, as, as the show evolves, his suit becomes this tin man from Wizard of Oz suit, except he has a heart. Well, okay. Like, there's there's so much stuff like that, and, it, and it's... 
And when you consider that Disney have fucked up so much science fiction, Tron Legacy, um, I want to like that so much, but it just... It's too long and it's thoughtless. Just close your eyes and listen to it. Yeah. It's yeah. good that way. Yep. Daft Punk, thank you very much. Um, got to give it, John get... Carter. Yeah. John Carter is a spectacular movie that they called John Carter. It's based on something called Princess of Mars. Shane, are you going to the movies to see John Carter or Princess of Mars? Princess of Mars. Princess of Mars every single fucking time and they called it John Carter. Got to give John Favreau daps on this one then, eh? Fuck. Yeah. So John, yeah, Favreau is mm. an absolute genius. What, is there a flaw in this show? So I've watched two episodes. Not yet. Mm. Um, I, not that I've seen. I don't know how current you are, but not yet. I'm that up I've to seen. last week. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm so close to finishing that episode. And the, the beautiful thing about it is, is that if you are a Star Wars fan and you've been a fan for years, there is vehicles in this show that John Favreau had. So uh, Kenner in the in the seventies and early eighties, they used to make they made Star Wars toys. And then they used to make like a couple of extra vehicles that weren't seen in the films, but they were probably just off to the side. Those vehicles are turning up. Those toys are turning up in this. The, the trooper carrier, mm-hmm. that was a toy storage thing in the 70s toys. Um, the gi- there's a gigantic cannon in it. That was a toy. Like he's getting stuff from his childhood and going, I want to put that cannon in it because I had that as a kid. Um, we see an IG unit working. It's not just standing there as a stiff thing like in Empire Strikes Back. You see that the reason that that thing's built the way it is is because it has completely reversible joints and limbs and its head can see in 360 degrees. Like, Yeah, the droid, yeah. You want to have an assassin droid, have something that can see in 360 degrees because nothing is shooting that motherfucker, ever. Um, and then let's go to people who aren't necessarily Star Wars fans but fans of other stuff. Sasha Banks from The Wrestling's in it. Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica, Michael Bean from Terminator and Aliens, um, Rosaria Dawson has just turned up as Ahsoka Tano, and Ahsoka Tano is a fan favourite from both Clone Wars and Rebels. Rebels, yeah. Um, but she's also a link to the Marvel Universe as well. Well, yeah, she, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's because so, through Daredevil and, yeah. and stuff like that, and, and like... And Rosario Dawson's just amazing. Like, talk about unsung heroes of cinema. Sin City. She's an amazing character actor who... She's a superstar in her own right, but she's never going to be, like, starring Nicole Kidman. But she... that The episode with her in it... Like, I, I, I sat there... For the first time in that series, I sat with my arms folded and went, impress me. And by the end of it, I was like, fucking hell. Well done. You have impressed me. Yeah, you have impressed me. Um, seriously, I think, uh, again, in the last 10 years, this is one of the best TV series I've ever seen. And it's not because it's Star Wars. It's because it's solid storytelling. In the first season, I don't know if you noticed this, Josh, in the first season, in the first nine episodes, he doesn't save himself once. Other people save him in every single episode. He's the biggest fuck-up. He also legendary does, like, fuck-up. Yeah, he makes a lot of moves as well that don't think about himself. Yeah. He's thinking about other people, and then he just, yeah, happens to get saved or... Yeah, something just happens that, yeah, he, he still survives it, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, and, and even down to the uh, uh, another thing, too, is that like they, they touch on stuff that they've stolen throughout throughout history. Like, we've heard the name Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, Grand Admiral Thrawn was invented by Kevin J. Anderson, the author, in a, a book that came out 30 years ago called Heir to the Empire, and the character was so good, even though Disney have wiped all of those novels as not being part of Star Wars canon, his character was so good that he survived it. And there's a new series of Thorn, Thrawn novels written by Kevin J. Anderson again, and they're going to bring him into this. Like apparently, they want, s- apparently they want Fassbender to do it. <gasps> Stop. Yeah, 
I hate them. Rumours, yeah. So now I know what they mean by nerd wood. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my number two. Very nice, mate. Very nice. That's my number two. Okay, so Josh. Yes. Number one. Number one. Number one. You put so much pressure on number one. I know. They're not numbered for me. They're just things I've watched. But anyway. You're a punk, um, you're a punk bitch. It's number one. Okay. Well, that's putting a lot of pressure on It's your favourite. It's my favourite now, guys. Forever. Forever. <laughs> it's a long time. You, I'm never allowed to watch anything but this. Can I change my number one? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I watched this one on... This is on Crunchyroll and on Anime Lab. I forgot all about the anime service. Ha ha, your shit. Yeah. <laughs> I need to add another one to my honourable right. mentions. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking care of the, uh, the Animu fans. Um, so this one, what do you think it's going to be? I'd like to say My Hero. Oh, you're wrong. I, I, and I, I knew everyone would go for no, that. Well, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. It yeah. wouldn't be too easy. It's, it's obvious, but, but I is. imagine that you've found, uncovered something quite saucy. Ooh. I reckon that you're watching Haiku. No. Death Note. No, uh, we, all started, we did start watching that again. Is uh, it Fire Force? No. Mm. Um, Indigo League. <laughs> Demon Slayer. Come on, no, I fucking no. I hate that. Bucky. Too. Uh, no, so this one, um, <laughs> I may it's have mentioned it briefly before, uh, but never really touched on it in too much detail, I don't think. Uh, it's called Dr. Stone. <gasps> I just started reading that manga. Yeah. How fucking good is that? Yeah, you like that, oh. don't you? All right, so Shane, for you who doesn't watch too much anime... It's set in the... I watched the white boy anime. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Dragon he watches, Ball Z. He watches the Netflix American-made anime. Gotcha. I a, watched, a Merry May. I watched right. Dragon Ball Z, Death Note, Bleach, Baki, and Berserk. Oh, yep, you're definitely one. And, and he plays FIFA 20 on the PlayStation. You know, so. I don't, <laughs> you know I don't do that. So this one's available in Japanese and English for, for those who just want to you know dip their toe in without Japan going English. jumping full in. If you watch it in Japanese, it'll make you like a fucking purist. Like, oh my God. Do you watch it in English? Like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. I can multitask now, Shane. You jealous? Yeah. One eye on the screen, <laughs> one eye on the words. Um, so it's set in the modern day world. Uh, every human on the planet has been turned to stone after a mysterious white flash of light. That's what you get from the first episode. And you're like, holy shit. Um, Weeping angels. Yeah. Mm. Kind of. Uh, so the story focuses around it's Senku. He's a brilliant young adult. I think he's set in almost the end of high school or early university. I'm pretty sure it's early university. It kind of it leans towards early university. Yeah, in I would say university. Yeah, I would say university. Um, and so he awakens after uh, three thousand. What is it? It's a couple of thousand years. Yeah, three thousand seven hundred years. Um, to try and rebuild the world in the Stone Age. Yeah, everything's been just overgrown rivers have run crazy because there's no human pollution or anything anymore. So the whole world is just gone back. Uh, he's the only one to awaken and he's just got to rebuild society. D- does the anime explain how he... Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, so he's basically got to start fresh. There's all these stone statues everywhere and he's like, who do, who do you bring back? How do you bring them back? How do you rebuild society when you've got nothing? What happened? Uh, yeah. Is it going to happen again? Yeah, what happens? Um, it, it's such a nice mystery, but at the same time, I'm not a big fan of science, but all the science and the formulas, I don't know if you've seen too much of it yet, but in the manga that are used have been, uh, I guess, viewed as well as, they're all 100% correct. Everything that is explained in the show in terms of a scientific formula or the way to do things is 100% correct and how you could do it. But for the sake of time, a 22-minute episode, 
and the complexity, yeah. the way they may, might show it on screen is just broken down into, this is how you do it and we've done it sort of thing. But you get nice little infogram or episodes where it kind of shows how they do it or how to do it in, I guess, under 60 seconds. Yeah. In reality, it wouldn't happen that quick, uh, which is kind of a nice little, oh, shit, that's how you make soap. Yeah, and it's clever. Or, it's clever too because they um, it's he has nothing. He as a yeah. as a scientist, he can't go to the shelf and go, "Here's some sodium. Oh, yeah. Here's whatever." He starts like, with, "How nothing. do I get sodium? I'll get salt water and I'll boil it until I've got salt, and then I'll use the scientific formula to separate the chloride." Yep. From, yeah, like how do I how do I get water to drink to stay alive? So good. How do I how do I get fire to then stay, exactly? How do yeah. I get the basic staples to just stay alive? Yeah, to get food to then worry about. Staying alive long enough, I guess, to then try and save other people. Is the is the anime told from his point of view? Um, yes, because the the manga seems to be more um, it, from it, his it, friend's it, point it, of view. It does jump around a little bit, um, but mostly it's from his point of view. Yes. Because he was able to break out because he was he was able to hyper focus on something. He he was um he's I guess everyone's brain just went into uh, I guess like sleep mode. sleep mode, yeah. but. When it happened, he knew something was happening, so he made a point of just counting. Yeah. So he kept his brain active by counting. He didn't need to sustain himself with food or anything because I guess that's the way the show's just explained. Yeah. But he just kept counting, and he got to a stupid high number, and then he was basically hyper-aware of his surroundings but trapped in the stone. And then it gets to a point where, obviously, he gets out, and then it kind of goes into... Because he has a friend who gets out as well, and the, the friend was also concentrating on something and it was meeting a girl introducing yep. himself to a girl and he so wanted to see a girl because he was so focused on seeing that girl that was the thing that sustained yep. him for the three kept that little fire days. inside them going the yep. whole time so that they were able to get out a certain way and then he's got to be like well shit now we've got to somehow get everyone else out or how did we get out what led to helping us get out and i love that too because it's like it, it, this is science and emotion as like let's let's not use science to conquer our problems or using emotion to let's use science and emotion well, like, yeah so you'll get to a point as well where you get opposing views and you're like well we want to do things for one reason for science we want to do one things for like brute strength or numbers yeah. and and you get that classic uh, i guess you might have uh, i guess the x-men side of uh trope they're both i believe magneto and i believe uh Xavier are both doing things for the right reasons, yeah. but they're both still against each other in terms of who's good and who's bad. But the, the ultimate, the basically the ultimate. Response. And goals the same, yeah. But they're going about it two different ways, and therefore seen as two different parties fighting against each other. So yeah, good choice. Really Josh. fun one. Yeah, I, I was um, told about that. I was a uh, one of my staff told me about it. She was like, "You've got to watch this show. You'll love it." And she she told me I'd love it because I like science and because I like that type of anime and the 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 style that it's done in. The fact that I think they're going <coughs> to leave, I guess it's it's similar to Lost Season 1. They're like, what's in the hatch? Yeah. They're, they're, what caused the petrification? That's going to be the you know, series-spanning mystery until we start to get to that. Yeah. Um, but it's the little journeys along the way about how to get fire, how to get food, how to build a shelter. Um, they're little things that you go throughout the, the adventure as well to get there. But the cool God damn it, I want to know what happened. The cool thing about it is, too, is that you know perfectly well that because it's... Uh, uh, of Japanese anime that they're not going to flog it to death. Once no. they've told the story, it'll be like, we're finished, good night. No, you'll probably get maybe, uh, we're waiting for season two to come now. You might hit three seasons, yeah. but I'm pretty sure the manga's almost yeah. kind of at its point and you're like, yeah, they're not going the, to... The, they'll know when to stop with it. Yeah, the, the one thing that, that, that manga has over American comics is that it's not just handed from team to team and, you know, how many Batmobiles does Batman have mm. it over the years? We're out of ideas, you guys take over yeah. and then just... 
pass around the circle. Like this is just like, okay, well, we've told our story of Death Note. It's finished. Yeah, they've got to start an endpoint, and it's now just filling in the middle parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, good choice. I need to get back to that. Actually, I might, I might start watching that. Pretty sure I've got a Crunchyroll subscription. I might go and watch that. Got a referral if you want. Ooh, nice. I'll have to check. Shane, what's your number one, bro? <coughs> it's nothing superhero. Oh. Yeah, because it really isn't that. I've watched all, all them way before lockdown even started. Cool. Uh, this one, uh, I spoke about it once before during one of our podcasts, what I've been watching. But this, we, Nad and I started watching this straight when lockdown hit, like April. Um, it made me feel so many things, like emo- so many emotions this show. It was absolutely beautiful. It's heartwarming. It's sad, but not to the point where you want to cry your eyes out. Um, it is atypical. On Netflix. Oh, bro, I fucking love that show. Yeah. Everyone's um, like, ha, huh, you're the penguin guy to me. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, ooh. So people say that to you? <laughs> I've never, ever heard of this show. My so, sister calls me the penguin guy. Yeah, yeah. so a typical follows Sam, who is an um, 18-year-old on the spectrum. And he's trying to sort of um, navigate through his life, trying to be independent while he's trying to get a girlfriend at the same time. It sort of has your standard family dynamic. You have Jennifer, Jennifer Jason Lee as the <gasps> o- overworked, underappreciated mother. Michael Rappaport plays <gasps> the fa- the over, the oblivious father. How have I not watch this. Yeah, the yeah. cast is brilliant. The cast is brilliant. You got the sister who's played by I haven't really heard of her. Her name is Bridget Payne. She's the athletic track star, but also very angsty and a bit jaded. The fact that she's had to look Tom after Bush. her brother. Tom Boyish. How old is she? Uh, she's 18, 19? Eight, eight, Okay, so she's standard eighteen year old. Yeah, so girl. I think I think he, yeah, so I think um he's seventeen, she's eighteen. In the show, right, okay. but she's spent like, her whole life looking out for him. Oh wow! Okay. So she's trying to sort of get her own identity away from Sam. Um, it just, it follows him throughout the three series, going through high school, trying to go to college. Um, he's trying to get a girlfriend, but also all the stuff that's happening in the background of his family. His mother has an affair because she feels like she hasn't been looked at enough by her father. The father is oblivious to what's going on around him, but still trying to be a good father. The dynamic in the cast is just brilliant. His best friend, Zahid, who works with him at Tektropolis, is one of the oh, best characters in the fucking eh? world. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee does amazing as the mother. Like, I just feel so much pain. Just she can do no wrong for me. Yeah, she's Daisy Dermagoo. This is that, that's a show as well that it's it's a Sam story, but you get all these other interesting yeah. side stories, and you're like, in as much as you're like, I want to follow Sam, you want to follow all these other characters, yeah. and you're just as invested in them. And, and he he, lo- he really loves cool. penguins, so every time he's oh anxious, he's he reads every it. episode. Yeah, it's Archibald Chinstrap. Um, something Gen Two, so they're the they're the types of penguins. If he gets like nervous, he starts rallying them off. But he's also the narrator, and he puts everything in terms of penguins and like sort of oh, nature. Wow, okay. Everything's brought back. Everything's to, like, brought back to that. And cool. Paige, who plays his like um, girlfriend, she is the most adorable um, girl. You think that? Have you ever watched Full House? Remember the next yeah. door neighbor, Kimmy? Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about her. That's who Paige is to him. Okay, and you know it's him. Yeah, it's him just trying to navigate and him trying to, I guess, have his own version of normal with quotes in the air. But every episode is beautiful. The brother-sister dynamic that they bring to it is just gorgeous. Okay. Um, three seasons, 22-minute episodes. It's really easy to get through and it got oh, to the point where... Y- I, you've got me now, 22-minute episodes. Yeah. Hello, attention span episodes. Yeah. Love it. I, like, <laughs> I, like, I would be at work and that would be at home. She's just like, all I fucking want you to do is come home and watch Atypical. <laughs> like, and everyone, once again, like I know Josh would have some sort of like... Um, you would have a connection to that show, Josh, as well. I uh, like yeah. trains. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, that's is that real? V's new thing. She just says, I, I like trains all the time. Yeah, show, I, you, I grew up and my thing was trains. Okay. And then it probably, I got old enough that it was like Pokemon. So now it's 
transition to I can pretty much. Oh, so this is your focus. Yeah, okay. that like what he's got for penguins is what I could tell you about. Yeah, that. like like in the show, you see him every second. He's not like like um, talking to somebody. He's like looking up penguins, live penguins at the zoo and stuff like that. But it's really funny because you get he doesn't have the social cues as well that most people would have. Mm. Like it's very Sheldon. So someone will be talking to him, he's like, I'm not interested. And he'll put on, his, he's got his Bose quiet comfort 35. QC35. And he just whacks him on his head and yeah. then he just like put on music and just like walk away. And people are like, well, that's fucking rude. But for him, he's doing something. Yeah. yeah. Like he just. Yeah. But it's just like, as Josh said, it's not just based around Sam. It's based around the fact that his sister wants to be her own person and not have to care for her brother. But she comes back doing it because she loves him to death. Yeah. And she does some weird things to see that, say that she loves him. But um, the dad sisters do. You've got a yeah. sister. You've yeah. got a sister. Well, they all abandoned me live in Queensland now. So <laughs> <laughs> You've mine got, was going to do the same yeah. thing. You've got us, mate. Yeah, but I, I definitely recommend this show. This was my fucking favorite. It's such I, an easy watch too. Yeah, eh? I watched three episodes last night. While I was writing my notes down. I'm like, I just want to watch the whole series again. It's so beautiful. I might give it a go. Yeah, it's one of those shows. Like, yeah, you. I binged it. You get to the end, and then what? A few months later, I, the next I, season comes out, and you're like, oh, I feel like I've just picked up from where I left yeah. off. And nice. I, I felt lost after it. I'm like, fuck man. But they're bringing out another season, I believe as well, yeah. which I'm looking forward to. Season four, yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, so little mental note, watch Atypical. Uh, is, is it still on Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that leaves it to me. My number one, which has been secretly revealed. Let's get into it. As the Queen's Gambit. Oh, Whee! I didn't know. Um, I can't tell you the levels that this show spoke to me. I will go as so far as to say that this is the greatest television show I've ever watched in my life. It's um Damn, you must be good at chess. Um no. It's so second interestingly. Um I love chess and I'm fucking terrible at it. Um I have 263 board games. None of them are chess. And I hardly Win. No, I have two chess sets. Knight to E3. I have a Batman chess set and I have a wooden chess set. Um, I am so bad at board games, but I love them. Um, it's got the image of comics, it's got the adventure of movies, and it's the tactileness of toys. Like, it's everything. Board games are all, all of those it things that I It scares the shit out of me how good people are at chess. Yeah. Like, oh. But I feel like you have to have some sort of innate sort of thing to be the, able to understand The it. weird thing about chess is, is that it's all about patterns. And once you identify somebody's patterns, you know the counter pattern to it. So it's, it's Dude. a, and it's chess now is about, because there's a limited board, there is, and there's no random, there's no die roll or anything. You, um, there's only so many moves you can do. There's only so many moves that you can do. So when you start identifying what somebody's doing, you have to go, right, I know how to counter this. And then their move is to, oh, I know what you're doing. And Back they have forth. to to change yeah. the what they can doing. counter the counter. Yeah. Who can counter the counter yeah. exactly? I remember like that one scene in the orphanage where she's getting taken like to go um, play the chess when she's younger. Yeah, and the person's like, "Oh, did you use the queen's gambit?" And she just goes, "No, I don't like that move." Yeah, like, like I honestly thought I thought she was a bit, like I thought she was on the spectrum when she like she was at that orphanage. I, like, I totally think that she might have been, but she yeah. might have also been that her could, tra- paint, traumatic. Paint yeah, yeah. Um, so. A little, little bit about it. The Queen's Gambit um, is about the or- orphaned, awkward, and brilliant Beth Harmon, who was played by Isla Johnson as, a, as an eight-year-old, yep. and then by um, Anya Taylor-Joy from from the New Mutants. No, that's not so that. From The Witch. Have you seen The Witch? The Witch. The Witch. Yeah. Um, now, due to the system of orphanages in those days, they used to tranquilise the kids to keep them sedate. I want some of those green pills. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, she becomes addicted to it. Um 
but but she's um she's got a way of uh, her her mother was a brilliant mathematician. She's as brilliant as what her mother is, and she's got this way of focusing her her keen mind in playing chess. I wonder what mine would have been if I was looking up at the roof, like what would come down from that fucking roof? Pornhub, Batmobile, <laughs> just Dra- all Dragon Ball sex, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chi Chi yeah. and Android eighteen. So so Josh, she has a tr- one of those tranquilizer pills, and when she's laying in bed, she the chessboard pops down and it she projects can, itself yeah, on and the she, roof, and she play, she studies moves on the roof. Um, as a as a kid, I had a magnetic that's chess a high set. tech orphanage you got yeah. there. Yeah, that's right. I had a magnetic chess set that was about you know. 30 centimetres square, uh, 30 centimetres by about 10 or 20 centimetres. And that thing went with me everywhere. And I would like have to spend time at my grandmother's place, pulled out my chess set, and I would play games by myself. Um, yes, I've been playing with myself for a long time is the basic thing. You've obviously gotten um, very good at it. The, it yeah, exactly. The, the, the thing about this, though, is that she discovers that she needs to be in a, a, a bit of a state of a high to play effectively. Um, and the interesting thing is, is that people think that this is a TV show about chess. It's not. People think that this TV show. Do you get drug tested before you compete? Not, uh, not, not in the sixties. Not in the sixties, no. Yeah. Um, uh, and there it's not a, not really about addiction. It's about dependence. Um, and she's not just dependent on the drug. She's dependent on chess because she finds that she can be who she should be when she's playing. So it's not about the game. It's about her needing these crutches to help her through. Um, I think the alcohol, a lot of the alcohol stuff came from her stepmother or her mother yeah. being so dependent on alcohol who eventually passes from that. But then she t- takes up the addiction of alcohol as well as to tranks. Yeah. Um, amazingly cast, beautifully filmed. The score is so beautiful in it as well. so it's good. Oh, my God. Right? That needs to come out on vinyl yeah. now, please. Her hair in it. Fuck, when she has that beautiful, like, long hair with, like, the curls up. Oh, yep. my God. And when you consider that she's got, like, waist-length blonde hair and they yeah. hit it, amazing. So, now, this TV series is based on a book by Walter Tevis. Walter Tevis wrote The Colour of Money, which was made into a film with... Kevin um, Spacey, who should not be named. He's got he's Colour of Money in that. Is he in... Yeah, but he got booted. In the movie The Colour of Money. Wait, is that the new one that came out a few no, years ago? Tom Cruise Wait, and um, Paul the, Newman. What was the, the other colour... What was the other thing of money... I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Right, keep it going. Um, he also did The Hustler, and um, the he wrote the book of the David Bowie film, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Um, so he's got like this weird sort of broad thing. Um, I thought this was based on a true story, and I looked it up, I'm like, oh, it's a book. Yeah. I thought it was like somebody out there who was just like popping pills and getting pissed while playing chess. Yeah, it, it was funny. Like, I, I really connected to this character, and, and it's weird. I, I It's funny how some of these things sort of transcend. Like, like I'm... I didn't grow up in that age. I'm not a woman. I've never faced the hardship that women faced in those sorts of periods of time and stuff like that. But I really felt like there was... I really felt a connection to the character. Um, Especially to the janitor. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Scheibel. I I need to go back now and find this book and and read it. Um, It's interesting. uh, In the 50s and the 60s, board games were still... Even though some famous board games... I think Monopoly was invented by a a woman... Um, most board games were still not seen as a as a woman's thing. There's even the cover of the original version of Battleship that came out in the fifties, has the dad and the son playing it while mum and daughter are in the kitchen washing the dishes. Like it couldn't be more sexist if it just said if it was called Sexist Battleship. Um, and uh, even down to H.G. Wells, H.G. like all of the people that buy Games Workshop stuff and things like that, they have H.G. Wells to thanks for that. H.G. Wells has a book called Little Wars, which is instructions for a for a military style game. 
And he actually says in that that this is a game for boys or a particular type of girl. Mm. Like, yeah, sexism and board games go together hand in hand over all of these years. And, like, to have something like this, it was pretty amazing. I thought the casting, like, if, like just the outer casting, you know, you had the American champion um, with the cowboy hat, the yeah. Maze Runner, you know, she, and he invited her to New York to train with her yeah. and, like, all these big ass big wigs came to help her play chess. Like everybody was so invested in her. Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter yeah. was fucking in it. And I'm just like, Ooh man, they're just really Amazing. like, he's been in a lot of good stuff lately as well. Like oh, really? he's really starting to come out in the indie flicks. There's one called the devil something on Netflix. It's like a backwater has Rob Patterson, Tom Holland. Oh yeah. I've seen the, that, the yeah. devil, something like that. And it has Dudley Dursley oh, as like yeah. the preacher yeah. in it. But oh, it was just so, so so fabulous. So with with the Queen's Gambit, let's talk about things culturally that um that a TV series can can have. So this show debuted on the twenty third of October, right? Since then, sixty two million subscribers to Netflix have watched that show. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of. You make a movie that sixty two million people go and see. You've got a hit movie. Um, Inquiries for chess sets mm. on eBay are up 250%, which means that nobody understood the show. <laughs> um, Google search queries for how to play chess has hit an all-time high in nine years, which proves that nobody understood it. Um, the original novel of The Queen's Gambit, 37 years after its release, is in the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, the number of new... There's, there's a website called chess.com where you can play with anybody throughout the world. There is five times more people playing on that now. Have we get so rolled if I fucking try every to play? day? Like we have a in. I but have no one's like looking to buy horse drinks. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, they are. <laughs> 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 you, just, you just can't get them off Amazon. Um, trust me. Um, the interesting, interesting thing is, is that every single day at work, I get asked four or five times for either Funko Pops of Beth or chess sets. She has, and she has like the the jar of green drinks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, even even down to my current Facebook pro- profile pic is like a D and D version of the um the main picture of uh, of her, but yeah I, I I can't talk about how I can't talk further about how much I found that show. I don't think I've heard, like magical. I don't think anybody said oh yeah it was average like everybody has like it doesn't matter who you yeah. are everybody's like and I'm very surprised like to have how much you like when you wrote in our like little chat you go oh fucking Queen's Gambit is the best thing ever yeah and I'm just like oh yeah it is and then everybody I know is just like fuck yeah Queen's Gambit I'm like nice. Yeah. Josh, give, and, give, and, and give me a couple of weeks. And you and I are just all going, yeah, we were on the 24th of October, bro. <laughs> Catch up. Yeah, <laughs> it was a while ago, yeah. It was only, it's only seven episodes. Yeah. Like 42 minutes. And seven oh, solid episodes actually, that range, what, 17 years? She goes yeah, from being she, about eight she to looks about the same to the something. whole thing yeah, in it, yeah. Basically. basically. I, I don't know where the point I'm like, she's starting to get hot. I don't know which, which point that was. 18. 18? I, I didn't know how old she was. <laughs> no, That's no, Shane, the correct 18, 25, 25, 25. 25. So um, I'm going to quickly throw out a couple of honourable mentions. Yep. Um, we talked about it a second ago when Josh was talking about Doctor Stone Fire Force. Fucking fantastic anime. Um, it's about um a fire force that at work in tangent with the fire department. There are there is like demons who are causing fires to happen in Japan, and they call in fire force who are like superheroes that will get rid of the demons. So before the fire can so be put out... So then the firefighters out, can put out the fire. So then the firefighters can put out the fire. Spectacular, hilarious, good, decent little mystery to it as well. Really nicely animated. And both the manga and the anime are equally as good. Nice. Um, that is on Crunchyroll? Uh, I think it's on both. It's on both? Because you get the uh, English on one and you get the yeah. Jap version on another. Um, so on Shudder? Yep. Cursed Films. 
four episodes, mm-hmm. go for about an hour each. They talk about Poltergeist, The Omen, The Exorcist, and I can't remember the other one. And they are about films who have this association of a curse around them where people died on set and stuff like that. Um, really interesting little documentary series. Um, I hope they make more of them. Oh, or, or No, I don't hope they make more of them because that means that there's more films that have had curses placed on them. But it's it's very interesting how this is called Cursed Films and by the end of it, everybody's going, there's no such thing as curses. This was just bad luck. Um, but it's a fascinating look at... It's interesting to see a making of a film from the point of view of the tragedies that were associated. You know, like... Um, Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, um, uh, Poltergeist. Um, oh, that poor girl. The... The girl who played Carol Ann um, died Di- from a stomach mi- cancer. Misdiagnosed. Yeah, she had stomach. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Diverticulitis di- or something like that. Yeah, she like had like that. a twisted intestine or yeah, something like and, that. And it was mis- it was misdiagnosed. Yeah. Oh, that poor girl. Um, the older sister in the first film was murdered by her stalker. Um, like people dying on set and stuff like that. It's spectacular. It's spe- if you're interested in horror movies or in films in general, oh. it is worthwhile. Getting What's this on? F- Shut up. It's worthwhile getting the free trial. And if you keep Shutter, it's six I'll get it from my sister. She's got it. Um, 616 on Disney+, Plus, which is eight or nine or ten little documentaries about Marvel, um, but not about the movies or about this and that. It's like about the Spanish artists who worked on Marvel. It's about the cosplays who cosplay Marvel. It's about how toys are made for Marvel and stuff like that. That's on Disney+. Plus. Clever series. Um, it's nice to look at. It's nice to look at the stuff that goes around something as big as Marvel. Um, and my last one, and I'm surprised that you of all people didn't say anything about it, Shane. Tiger King on Netflix. Oh, fuck. What the fucking hell? I have never, ever <laughs> in my life watched a show where I just sit there and going, these people are fucked. I don't want to watch this anymore. And in the last but you five, sat there and watched that whole thing? Yep. And then in the last five minutes, it'd be like, oh, by the way, he's got two husbands. And it'd be like, fucking... What? And there's an hour and a half fucking thing. Uh, some some like footage somewhere. There's, there's there's footage somewhere of that whole wedding. Yeah. Um. I I I don't watch that sort of shit. My wife watches that sort of shit. I don't watch that sort of shit. We watched the first episode because everybody was watching it, and by the end of it, it was like it was meme central. After that, oh, it's like I'm, everything now is like that meme where it's like I'm financially ruined. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like. Every every episode, we, I think that was one of the series that we just went bang, 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 bang and watched them all so quickly. These because film clips and everything. Got suckered into it so bad. So good. I'm going to rewatch um, that. And, and do you know what? It, it, was, it was a trashy documentary about trashy people for trashy people that was edited so well. I have n- It's the finest editing I've ever seen in movies or television because it got somebody like me who has zero interest in that sort of shit suckered into it. You know, like I, I don't get sucked into that sort of reality shit, and it dragged me in by my feet. I can't. I, I, I'm like angry at myself that I got sucked into drowned, it. drowned on Joe Exotic. And, and do you know what's so stupid is I'm sitting here right now thinking to myself, I might watch it. Again. Yeah, so I just said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go home with a buzz and watch it. Yeah, yeah. it's not like stupidly clever. Yeah. Stupidly clever. All right, so, up. All right, so I got three. I'm going to go uh, HBO Watchmen. The TV series. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. I've not watched it. It's set a couple of decades after, obviously, what's happened. Oh, no, like three decades after what's happened. So they've made a sequel to the thing that Alan Moore said he never wanted to see a sequel to, is that what you're saying? Yes. And it was <laughs> fucking superb. Mm-hmm. Just like, so even somebody who's, like, all you have to do is have such, some little broad knowledge of what this the series is, and you'll be able to tie it together so quickly as well. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but 
it got like a 9.0. Wow. It's beautiful. Jeremy Irons' Ozymandias is just all I'm going to say. Okay. It's beautiful. He's been basically shipped to another planet. I'll be the king. Yeah, he, yeah. he's been shipped. <laughs> nice. That was actually really good. He, I am Jeremy Irons. He was shipped to another planet by um, Dr. Manhattan just to basically chill out until shit gets better. Yeah. And just, I was so confused about like, why is he just basically playing puppets with himself with like just clones just passing the time? Wow. Yeah, there's a really interesting few scenes with him. Just like, yeah. yeah. Check it out. Um, second one is what Josh got me onto at the start of the year, Dead Meat, The Kill Count on YouTube. It's a guy um, named James A. Janice, and he goes through um, horror movies, and he's the biggest, he's probably more of a horror movie fan than you are. He goes through in Ooh, detail. Goblin's thrown down. Challenge accepted. Yeah, I would love, I would love to see you do a YouTube channel on that. <laughs> uh, he he goes through every um horror. He goes through every horror movie that he loves, and he picks apart the kills, and he um rates them all. And at the end, he uh, tallies them all up. And even if you don't like the horror movie or you don't want to watch it, watch this for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it gives you the movie in yeah. what ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes, minutes. Yeah, and, and like, like it, and it's funny because. It gives you the movie. It tells you exactly what happens in the movie, but then you're like, I want to watch the movie Yeah. to then watch it yourself, which is kind of that- weird because you feel like you'd see the whole movie in the yeah. clip. And it spinned off for me um, watching that to listening to his podcast with his girlfriend, Chelsea, mm. which I would do when I was running for those hundred days. I would, I would like listen to one podcast a day for 40 minutes from him. And now just like every time he brings, uh, she, he should have brought up a new one today. I'll have to check on that. Better today. But there are some shit ones. Like that, I'm never gonna watch. But just his enthusiasm and his energy towards everything is just like, man, I want to be that guy. So keen. Um, number three is Ratchet. Uh, so awesome. it was on Netflix. It's a uh, it's a prequel to The Shining. Oh, oh no, okay. sorry, no, no, no. So prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, okay. um, so the Jack Nicholson uh, movie from the '70s where he gets put into this insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the nurse in it, Nurse Ratchet, played by um Sarah Paulson. Um, it was. Okay, it was about seven, eight episodes. Um, it's set at the uh, like institution. There's a lot of like side characters. I'm a bit iffy on Sarah Paulson with a lot of things. Especially she was in the spirit. Uh, oh, really? Was she? Yeah, she was like the love interest in the spirit. Uh, and she, but worst she's, love interest. Ever. She's been in every American Horror Story, but she has this fucked up like scream and just whiny voice. But in Ratchet, since she was like the main protagonist and the bitch, she didn't really do that much. But um, so funny. I never thought that the woman who was in the in um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I never thought that she could be replaced as that role. I thought that that was one of those things. It's like, it's not like James Bond that you could stick me in there and it'd still be James <laughs> Bond. Um, this, this was like so definitively like that person's role. I can't think of the name of the actress. But to see her play it, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. The only, <laughs> the, the only downside is that it was done by Ryan Murphy. So you basically, it's basically American Horror Story. <sighs> it it produ- uh, presents Ratchet. Um, it was still good. Like Sarah Paulson played a very conniving person, which was good to see on that side. Usually she's like the, the lot, the final girl yeah. where like, she's always just like the sort of like the, the Jamie Lee Curtis of, of that era, but it was good. Um, yeah. So Watchmen, Dead Meat and Ratchet. Nice. Good choice. What about you, Josh? You have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. Why not? Um, I watched, uh, two other series, uh, on Netflix the haunting, oh, haunting of Bly Matter. the haunting of uh, Hill House, and the haunting of Bly Matter. Did you only watch Hill House this year? Yeah, I only watched. Oh this wow, year. watched Hill I House. I fucking first. loved Hill House. Hill House is so stunning, much stunning TV the, series. Um, Gina Carano. The the first episode got me. With oh, the, the just the leaving the house and finding out. Oh shit! What what went down? And then the next eight or so episodes, you get the recounts of each individual person and what actually went down that night. 
Um, very well written, very well foreshadowing that you don't notice until the final episode where they kind of, oh. they hand you a lot of stuff and go, that hanging hey, part. Yeah. And it turns out it was her looking yeah. at herself. Um, Fuck. Did bring up some, oh, don't, don't get me started on the fucking time traveling haunting of yourself. Uh, <laughs> I, I fucking couldn't let that go. And that's, I don't think that's why I liked that more. I think I liked um, Bly Manor. I haven't watched more. that yet. I, I didn't like Bly Manor more. Really? I thought okay. the pacing was a bit off. Okay. Oh. I, need to, I need to watch it. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, haunting, horror stuff, fun, fun little stories. Fun little condensed stories. Well, we, we liked Hill House, so I, I should probably... Just because of um, Give it a go. just because of Victoria, just because Victoria Pedretti. Uh Look, mm. I will say this: I originally wasn't going to watch it because I thought it was about dolls, and I was like, "Well, oh, fuck there's, this shit," and I folded up my. There's my, dolls uh, in it, bro. <laughs> there, there are, but they're not. It's not a dolls are haunting everything. Yeah. So do you know in Hill House how like the director, what's his name, the, like the guy that's made them both? Because the the girl, the, the James one. No, it's the, the James one, won't. Well, the, do you know? Have you watched James Hush? Will? Huh? Have you watched Hush on Netflix? It's the one that had the girls. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. So she's in like the Haunting of Hill House. The guy that makes that and Hush is the, her husband. Oh, okay. But he's got this thing where like it does it like they don't zoom in on a background for anything to move. You sort of just see it like just dankly in the back. So yeah. he loves putting ghosts and moving objects in the back. Sick dank. Yeah. So there's so many dolls in Bly Manor. <laughs> like this chick's room, this little girl's room is filled with them. And then you just see. Just a little head turn. No, so many dolls. Fuck, I've got <laughs> clinical fear of dolls. I'm like, ugh. Which is weird because my house is full of dolls. I know, but they're nice, beautiful statues. <laughs> they look friendly. I want, them, I, I want them to come at me. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Power girl. Yes. And you said you had another one, Josh? Nah, just them. Just them? I'm, I'm, I'm content with some Horace. Cool. cool. I'm nice. the only one who went stand. Yeah. yeah. You went to one stand. Well, um, that's our episode done, I think. Um, I hope that we've Whoop. talked about some shows that maybe you haven't seen and go and check them out. Um, watch Tiger King. Watch Tiger King. <laughs> P- PSA. Yeah. Fuck your life permanently and watch Tiger King. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... Shane's writing down little note, watch Tiger King later Again? On. <laughs> and, and after talking about the Queen's Gambit again, I pretty much will know that after you guys leave the fortress that I'm going to go straight back and watch it again. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, we're done here for the day. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can contact, uh, you, you can check out what we're doing at the moment on the Nerds of Oz Instagram, um, also the Nerds of Oz Twitter. Um, Shane, where can we find you? Uh, on Instagram, that's where I hang out mostly. Uh, Battinson44. He's, he, he's the truth. <laughs> the true Batman. Sound like you're uh, falling into a bit of a cult there, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Nexium. What about you, Josh? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the sourceless white boy. Heaps of cute cat and dog pics. Yeah, uh, no dogs, only cats. Cats, Pokemon cards, and uh, or maybe one dog every so often. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen a dog pop up on yours now and again. Yeah, deaf one. What? Yeah, a little deaf one. Oh De- yeah, deaf doggo. Deaf doggo. Yeah. I saw a thing on YouTube the other day. A woman who had to get her, she called her dog to go walkies, and it wouldn't come because it was deaf, but it understood. The walking fingers on yeah, her hand, oh, no, and no. the dog would go walkies. Yeah. yeah, he knows sign language. He knows. No, that's he knows cool. a lot of fun stuff. Cool. So. Um, so do us a favor, guys. Um, give us a little bit of a like if you like this episode on whatever streaming service. If you're on Apple, I have discovered that um, they don't do their uh, their are they called are they called SEOs search SOEs search optimizing things they don't do them by listens they do them by subscriptions if you could just hit that subscribe button like if you listen to it that's great if you don't 
have it sit there and just cancel each episode. That's fine, but um, <laughs> press the button. You, we'd rather you didn't. Just hit that subscribe button for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on our next episode where we're going to talk about Christmas presents for nerds. Nerdy Christmas presents. Um, what we're basically going to do is we're going to look at it as um, we sort of were talking about price points rather than just picking the best stuff, and we were sort of thinking a secret Santry sub fifty dollars sort of a price point, a cousin that you're mildly affectionate towards under a hundred dollars sort of a price point and then the thing that you'd buy your your other half who's a nerd and you don't and money's no object um so uh we will do that on our next episode um meanwhile hope you enjoyed this one and we shall see you soon bye bye, bye.